Another business hit with a ransomware attack. Issues with cybersecurity have shut down yet another Midwestern company. The data breaches put the information of millions at risk. Here to give you peace of mind in an industry that moves faster than the speed of light. This is your weekly tech in. than the speed of light. Is your business using project management software or project management tools, I should say? Um, Well, you know what? I am going to talk specifically about software. So yeah, that's going to be the focus here. Um, So here's the key thing. If you're not using project management tools, what what are you using to keep track of everyone's work? And to communicate that with everyone else who needs to know what's uh, what each employee or staff member is doing. Uh, I know a lot of people use Asana. That's kind of like one of the the biggest names in project management uh, software. Um, but also Microsoft Project is very, very good. And if you use Microsoft 365, uh, if you have a business premium or business standard subscription, it should be included. There's also Trello and Miro and Motion and a huge handful of others, a lot of them accomplishing relatively the same thing. So kind of the key here is to find one that kind of just fits uh, what you like. Uh, But uh, they're going to accomplish relatively the same tasks. Um, But I highly encourage using this, even if you're just a small group of, of, of staff, if you have a small business that's just a couple people, uh, all the way up to businesses that have entire teams of 30 or 40 people, this is going to be something that you really want to take a look at if you're not already. Um, it's going to make a lot of things way easier uh, and, and time efficient. Uh, that's the big thing. Organization and efficiency is the number one um benefit to using something like uh, Microsoft Projects, if, uh, for example, uh, or Asana. And uh, it's, it's, if you're a business that, say, creates a product or is project-focused, like um, there's, uh, you're not providing a, a service that is longstanding, it's rather a, something that has a beginning, middle, and end, um, you want to keep track of all of that and organize it in a way that's easy to understand for anyone who has to put their hands on it. Right. Uh, but also is a great way to keep track of time and manage, manage your time and resources. Some of these softwares include different ways to input your resources. Basically like if you're, uh, if you're creating a product, your raw materials, um, and things like that down to a scary level of specificity, uh, which is a good thing. I think the more specific your data is, the better and the more you can do with that data. Uh, and these softwares will allow you to do that. Uh, another great thing is accountability and transparency. Um, so each team member can see what tasks are assigned to them. And that's that's another key thing, assigning specific tasks to uh, team members who have maybe specific strengths or specific excuse me, specific responsibilities. Um, And then everyone else can see them as well. So you can see if your tasks are reliant on someone else's tasks uh, and vice versa. And uh, there's a kind of accountability that comes with that. And I see team members typically um, when they know that their other team members are kind of relying on them for a particular task and uh, a deadline. um, And everyone knows that they typically meet that deadline or um, exceed that deadline uh, pretty frequently. 
it's also a good way to mitigate risks um, because, okay, so like while software cannot mitigate risks on its own, having all that data available to you and easily accessible and clear can make a huge difference and uh, even help with creating strategies to mitigate that risk. Um, and that's that's risk to, to data as well as risk to people and keeping everyone safe is one of the most important things any business can do. Um, so having as much knowledge as possible from the outset can make a huge difference. And uh, that also leads into my last point in that it can drastically improve decision making. Uh, whether it's with that project or with projects in the future after seeing how everything worked uh, and having that data available to you, rather than everyone's handwritten notes or a whiteboard calendar that gets erased or smudged or overwritten and that sort of thing. Basically, the name of the game here is communication and data and availability of data. And uh, I don't have any percentages, but I know I have seen the difference between a team using a project management software and a team that isn't. And uh, <laughs> it's really, it's mind blowing. So if you are a business owner and uh, you have team members that work together on different projects, definitely consider this. If you are one of those team members, maybe have a talk to your boss. Um, again, if you need any help uh, implementing something like this, talk to your neighbor, neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood IT superhero. And uh, if you're in the Northwest Ohio area, that could be me. Give us a chat. Did you know that you can send text messages with Microsoft Teams? Okay, well, so you can't exactly just send text messages with Teams. It's not like you can have a full conversation or use it uh, to replace your usual text messaging app. But um, there is a new feature in Teams that allows you to send a new chat to someone's cell phone number to which it gives, sends them that message and then prompts them to download the app so that you can continue the conversation within Teams. And this is pretty cool. So uh, Teams obviously um, is built and, uh, and predicated on the entire concept of communicating between team members. That's why it's called Teams. I'm sure you could uh, <laughs> gather that. Um, but a lot of businesses are using it now for communication outside of their uh, their organization as well. And so this is um, it could be a great tool for, say, sales or, or customer support or that nature, um, or maybe even networking when you connect to someone new, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, it's really, really easy. It's, it's as simple as when you select a new chat in Teams, in the um, to field, you write the telephone number you want to send that text message to. Go ahead and enter a... Uh, name in the contact name field so that in your team's chat it'll have their name as also uh, will show the correct name when uh, they go to connect to that chat and then send your first message and um, so uh, from what I hear I haven't tested it yet from what I hear you can continue the conversation for, uh, for a short term through text message but if it's anything longer then they will be prompted to uh, download the team's app it'll give them a link that's dependent on their device uh, and yeah, then you can continue the conversation in Teams. So it makes it really easy if someone isn't used to using Teams um, or doesn't have it regularly. It doesn't use it regularly for out of their organization communication. Um, again, great for things like uh, sales, uh, for interpersonal communication in sales because relationship building is the key to that kind of thing. If you want to be able to use Teams and your sales team or what have you, support team, whatever it is, um, to regularly text individuals 
outside of your organization. There are other third-party options for that. And you can go straight into the apps list in Teams to see what apps are available. Make sure you're talking to your IT administrator about these. Some of them do come with an extra charge. But uh, immediately at the top, we see things like TextBot, um, and Yak Chat SMS are some of the most downloaded and highly rated. Uh, but of course, you're going to have to go through each individual one and see what works best for you. And again, keep your IT admin in the loop of this conversation constantly because they're going to be the ones that are going to have to uh, implement that. And uh, in fact, you likely don't have the permissions on your account to add those apps to Teams. Uh, so you're going to have to talk to them anyway. Uh, if you don't have an IT admin and you need help doing this, Get in touch. When's the last time you had Notepad open on your computer? I'm curious. Uh, I know, well, partially because I've moved to Apple devices, um, I don't spend a whole lot of time in Windows. Well, that's not entirely true. I, I use a Windows virtual machine on my MacBook, and uh, I'm in there eh, maybe about 30% of the time I'm on my MacBook uh, because it's familiar and because I need it for some of the things I do for work. But uh, I cannot remember. I think I most often use Notepad well, kind of like a digital notepad. If I have like a, a file path that I don't feel like writing down or saving in a document or something, I'll just open up a quick notepad because you can just right click on your desktop, hit new and text document and there it goes. And I never save it though. And I don't use it for anything permanent. It's almost always something I just need to keep track of for a little bit and then I delete it afterward. Um, but Microsoft is dedicated on continuing support for Notepad, and they've even added some some improvements to it lately. Um, most recently, uh, I say most recently, it was a, earlier this year, they added the tabs function, so you can have different tabs open in Notepad, so you don't have a bunch of separate windows if you have a bunch of notes open at once. Um, <laughs> they also added a... a, a virtual fidget spinner of sorts see there's the gear function at the or the gear button at the top of notepad um you know file edit view and then all the way to the right is a gear button for the rest of your settings if you click on it and then flick your mouse away it spins it <laughs> which i think is a beautiful touch um and then they also add a dark mode to uh back in windows 10 um, so it's not something that Microsoft put into Windows and is um, is just like left it there to to die. Uh, they are continuing to add new features, um, and uh, the newest feature would be a, a word count, which I think is incredibly cool for a, a basic text editor. Um, not only does it keep track of your total character count in in Notepad, but you can highlight a selection, and it tells you how many characters you've highlighted as well. So that's that could be useful in a whole slew of different ways. I'm thinking primarily um, when you have uh, character limits for different like social media posts or something like that. You could have that in a Word document, sure, but Notepad's a little bit quicker, and you can have multiple tabs open for all of your different. Um, media posts as you're planning them before you load them into your uh, social media planner, which I'm sure you're using. If not, maybe that's a different conversation. Uh, maybe we'll co cover that in another episode. Uh, but anyway, I think it's pretty cool. Um, here's the, the key thing here is a lot of these new features are only in the Windows 11 version of Notepad. And there are also a ton of other useful things in Windows 11 that aren't, frankly, aren't or not to their full feature set available in Windows 10. Yes, we've had this conversation before. They're continuing to support Windows 10, but Windows 11 is definitely a step above. It's at this point, you really should be using Windows 11. So if you need help with that kind of thing, make sure, again, you talk to your friendly neighborhood IT specialist. And if you're in the Northwest Ohio area, 
give me an email at uh, questions at soltech.solutions. Well, that's it for the last episode of this year. I'll see you in the new year, uh, hopefully with tons of more content and uh, cool tidbits for you guys. If you have any questions about what you heard in today's episode, or if you have questions you'd like answered in a future episode, please feel free to reach out by emailing questions at soultech.solutions. Again, that is questions at S-O-U-L-T-E-C dot solutions. Until then, have a happy new year, and thank you for listening. This is Patrick, logging out.